0: I'm Faith, And I'm NASA. And this is Go Ladies. Ladies, a podcast about navigating life, love, and so much more from a 40 plus perspective. I'm in the of bed excited over you. I just wait. Girl. Um, see ask who it belongs
1: to you know I like <laughs> the song you know i love the janet you love janet <laughs> i love the janet i'm mad i missed janet at the derby concert i didn't go home last weekend no, she performed a new edition and i missed it
0: I saw her rehearsal. She looked really good.
1: She does look good. Jenny can get snatched or she needs to get snatched. Jenny yeah, can
0: really can't, but I love that she allows herself to get chunky. She eats the bread. And then when it's time to perform, she brings it together.
1: Away. She brings it together.
0: She over 50.
1: She is fabulous.
0: Absolutely.
1: Fabulous. Okay. Hi. So hi. So ladies. <laughs> Who are you? hi i'm faith thank you we just yes. start talking like people know hi i'm Nasa. welcome to the go ladies show hey. super excited to be here as yes. you see faith's gonna dance and gyrate and i'm gonna live this at her most of the show but today's show is different you. yes it is why we have a special guest I don't know that part. You're singing it again. You don't even know the <laughs> words to Janet. And you said you're sitting trying to sing to Janet.
0: I did the routine in high school. <laughs> Anyways, hello. Hello. Oh I
2: clearly joined at a very musical moment for Faith. It's, I like, love this it's like this love every week. I love those musical moments.
1: She's going to gyrate and sing at the beginning of every show. It's just <laughs>
2: who she is. Go um, Faith. Go Faith.
1: you. We have not introduced you yet. So let me tell the people. Who you are so as you know you're joining the go ladies podcast faith and Nace. if you missed the beginning and we have an amazing guest today someone i've known for daggone near over half of my life at this point which is crazy to think about um miss carrie kelly she is a life coach extraordinaire she should be like have her own show on the own channel like fix my life she's mine five million times and you know must be broke down and she comes to the rescue all the time she is smart she's amazing unfortunately she does not in our sorority that me and faith are in but she's in you know another great organization that shall not be named and um is an amazing put your it down and is an amazing
2: <laughs> tsu tiger so hello carrie Hello, go ladies. Hi, Nasa. Hi, Thanks for letting me join you today. You know, you can join whenever. Whenever. Join the party.
1: Yes. Yeah. So look, our podcast is real simple, real easy going. Right. We're just yeah. girlfriends talking as a kiki. What we do at your house, we just do it online now. So that's it. I love it. I love We're it. excited to have you.
0: We're um, music
1: video
2: at Carrie's house too
1: make music videos and
2: karaoke we are overdue for the next music video yes yeah and maybe a pool party mm-hmm. that
1: too that? that's part of the pool party video. and karaoke <laughs>
2: <laughs> definitely at the same time
1: at the same time that'll work that'll work so what's um, going on I want to hop right into it oh, so yeah. I have <laughs> found my next husband and I think that y'all should now just call me mrs williams because um i believe in the arts and if you haven't seen my next husband jesse williams who is an amazing actor who's nominated for a tony who is on broadway right now i mean that's that's all i want to say is that
0: I, I nominated Naisa. And why
2: is Nessa blushing? I mean, just yeah. talk her. like
0: real <laughs> blushing. <laughs> okay, so let me set it up because clearly Nessa needs to gather herself. So Jesse is in this play. Is it a play or a musical? I can't recall. Broadway. Nothing that matters. It's on Broadway. Yes. And he is nude, full frontal, in one of the scenes, taking a shower praise the lord um now in theater in general you shouldn't have your phone out anyway they tell you that no pictures sure. or whatever but in this for this particular show you had to lock your phone up um you're supposed to lock your phone up but somebody did not and they snapped and I thank them and, <laughs> <laughs> and there's video and you know still photos etc circulating on the world wide webs of his Third
1: egg, manhood. Yes, there we go.
0: So that's what we're talking about, and it's everywhere. And I love them. <laughs> so both of you have seen it. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. And clearly, okay. nasa has has gotten over Denzel, The Rock, Lenny Kravitz. No, I no, mean, no, no. no. The-, the Rock stays. Okay, The Rock, the but what stays? But. Jesse has moved to the top of the list. Barack Hussein Obama. Obama. Yeah, she
1: is Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> then Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
2: Because
1: hmm. you know, I like them smart and I like them big. <laughs> and then
2: Jesse Williams. Okay, so this is the order. Mm-hmm. So Jesse moved up quickly. <laughs> I mean, if you got
1: gifts, you
0: should move up. Oh my gosh. So let me
2: just say this, you know, as Faith, you, in the setup, which was perfect, right? You said they were, they took their phones. So this whole thing was leaked out. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm not the most uh, social media savvy person. I mean, I know how to use it. I just don't typically have time. So I actually saw the video. So to me, that means they didn't take it down. They, They still haven't taken it down, right? So it was likely a very intentional leak. Yes, maybe. I mean, very, very, much.
0: Maybe. I mean, tickets. I'm, people are going to the show.
2: I'm sure ticket sales have rocketed.
1: Skyrocketed. We didn't know he was naked. This show's been running and we didn't know he was naked. I don't know how sales were before, but I, I was kind of putting
0: flights in the ticket. Like, hmm, I like New York. Let's go. I am going to New York in this summer, so let me see if it's still running. <laughs> Just to check it out, because we love the arts. We support right. the arts. <laughs> support
2: the arts. You know, they've had a few, a rough few years. You they know, really right? did.
1: They really did. Lights went out on Broadway, mm-hmm. but they're back. <laughs> and they're on Jesse.
2: <laughs> All lights on Jesse.
1: What ah. light? Flashlight. Hey. Okay.
0: Red light. Green light. Yes kept looking at it all day I'm like let me look again <laughs> hey.
1: and then people are like well, are we sure it's him yes different <laughs> angle
0: that's him you know um Charlemagne tried to say it was a, pro- a prosthetic it was a <laughs> it's like really don't be jealous okay <laughs> hey, don't be jealous very much oh yes <laughs> so, that's again. the tea Yes and I would like okay. to sit so but that's good because um, we've had a lot of heavy stuff we've had to deal with in the past few weeks and different topics we've talked about so that it's
1: true not,
0: um, that is true so and
1: good we were Maybe. deserving of some good black news and that's definitely good news so <laughs> the lord has blessed him abundantly very,
2: very blessed
1: <laughs> abundantly in other i'm not gonna say bad i'm gonna say other because I'm trying not to speak ill of the deceased, but in other Black man news, we know that Kevin Samuels, the often misogynistic and often criticized, um, I don't know what his show, show host, vlogger I don't know what he really called his show, but um, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I got on that one right there so
0: okay <laughs> let me say this because listen Carrie I don't <laughs> to
1: say so I'm gonna let you talk
0: so <laughs> she's past
2: the, mic, past
1: the mic
0: okay so Mason I kind of talked about this earlier but my take on it I mean he is dead he's not here to defend him rest in peace right the issue I have with people like I don't know being joyful mm. is that to my knowledge, he didn't commit murder. He didn't hurt anybody. And you're like happy. I know they have a lot to say. He said things people didn't like. Okay, people do that every day. That's just my opinion. You, He said stuff people just didn't like. And they're like, yeah, that nigga gone." <laughs> I'm like, he's still some. But for me, I'm like, that's still somebody's child and parent. To my knowledge, he has children. He does. You know? And I'm like, that's still a loss for them. But that's me and... My emotional intelligence that I'm trying to develop, you know what I mean. So I'm um, yeah. the people were just like, yeah, he gone. I'm just like, wow, that's. I'm praying for you. Well, <laughs> so that's kind of yeah. I mean, I don't know, but yes, he he said a lot of things that people did not like, didn't agree with, you know, gaslighting, misogynistic, like you said. Yeah, he he passed, and the 911 tapes have been uh, released, and the young lady. Whoever she was called nine one one, and we don't really know what happened though. We don't have the, the official report yet, do we? Mm-hmm. Oh, what did what did they say? I missed that part. Yeah. Spent, huh?
1: Wasn't it a heart attack? A heart attack? Yeah. They spent the okay. night together. She's a nurse. Mm. Um, he said he wasn't feeling well. Okay. And um she he then collapsed, and she called nine one one. And of course, as a nurse, tried to work on him. Yeah. Um, is my understanding. People are like, oh, he, they died in the act. My understanding they didn't die in the act of sex, that he died the next day, mm-hmm. um, of course, after post-coitus, uh, my understanding. But, um, you know, that's that on that. Here's here's my take on it. And I'm I'm being respectful because, number one, like you said, he has a mother and he does have children, and I feel bad for them. Right. You know, I will feel bad for anyone that loses a loved one. Um you made your living intentionally tearing down Black women and playing into um, the NIG cell, which is Black incel um, audience. When you do that and you make your living tearing down Black women, you should not expect Black women to shed a tear when you demise, mm-hmm. you know? I am wondering who will take his spot, because somebody will. Of course. I'm also seeing a lot of people, Black men in particular, talking about him as he was an icon or a martyr and this whole rewriting history. Mm -hmm. To me, that is the most problematic. we have to see the signs and the chasm for me between black women and black men seems to be growing because of voices like this. He can be mm-hmm. right part of the time. Like I do believe you need to ask for in a mate what you're ready to deliver, right? Mm-hmm. I can't ask somebody who has $3 million and abs are steel and I like going to the gym. That just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Right. You, can you can shop in the store you can afford. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. but you can say that without being an asshole and tearing people down and rating their looks and all this stuff like why,
2: mm-hmm. why because do that? that's what sold I mean honestly that's just what sells right and so exactly I'm not trying to defend the man um because you know I I'm also a black woman and hey I get it but I mean could it have been somewhat his of his you know persona his character sure what was making money for him maybe he knew that he was inciting anytime that you can polarize you know have it those polarizing points of view you're going to draw an audience of course people people that hate you and people that love you that's what that's what sells especially these days of course
1: but just because he can doesn't mean that he should all money ain't good money
2: i i do not disagree but some people don't have that level of Scruple as my mom, would say. you don't little. have the
0: scruples. Yeah. Yes, I, get it. I wonder. Okay, so without people calling on him, would he have even been a thing? I think that I don't want to say that's the part that's missing, but people act like, and I'm I'm not there. I don't know the whole production value how it was done, but to my knowledge these women sought him out Mm -hmm. to ask him these questions so it's not like he was like i'm about to tear you down let me get all the black women and line them up no they called in so it's like if you're not doing that then he doesn't get to exist so that's kind of for me where i'm you know i'm like "Uh, you called him even now
2: it's it's the controversy that's keeping the conversation going right it's yeah the same thing that happened in life is happening in death It doesn't have to be the right topic that people talk about. But let's talk about, you know,
1: we all watched Jerry Springer. We all watched Ricky Late. Mm -hmm. They had guests who went on the show. They chose to be on the show. That does Mm -hmm. not mean that it wasn't exploitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when Oprah made a conscious decision Mm -hmm. to pivot her show away from that type of stuff. Oprah's show wasn't always love and light.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Oprah's Mm -hmm. show initially has some, you know, has some grit in it, some griminess.
2: And, and one could argue that that's what she had to do to get the following
1: possibly possibly to get attention yeah, you know so i I mean again, the man's gone um that voice is gone um obviously I'm not gonna miss that voice I, I do feel for like I said his family who are gonna miss his voice um and who do know him personally and you know know that he was a nice man or not, but I'm not gonna miss that and we've already seen some of the fallout from that, um, Faith, you sent us today a clipping about a guy talking about independent women, yeah, um, yeah, he's
0: like 30s, in his 30s, um, and he's just talking about essentially not want, he, he wants a wife, like in the extended clip, he uses the word wife, he's like, I want a wife, um, but you know, I don't want an independent woman. I want somebody who wants to be interdependent and I'm looking for a partner. And, you know, like for him, the whole independent woman just isn't attractive, essentially, to him. So that's kind of the long and short of it. But yeah, it was interesting to to listen to the whole thing. Hmm. Look, (laughs) Both of you are a wife, you have been a wife. So I'm I'm interested to what y'all have to say
2: do you want to go first here? <laughs> you know, I always play kind of the multiple perspectives that, or what could the thought process be? Mm-hmm. Right. And so wh- when I heard the, the statement, he, he basically says he doesn't want an independent woman. He's looking for someone who can be a teammate. And to me, those two things are not mutually exclusive. And I think that is the first flaw that I saw in the argument. Oh, I want someone by being independent, then you're not looking to partner with or collaborate. Absolutely not. As someone who you want to partner in life, you know, like you said, Faith, as, as someone who's who I am a married woman, right? So as someone who's married and I got married, at, you know, later as, you know, at 40 really. And so I'd lived an entire single life and, you know, what I did know was me, and I also knew how to take care of myself, but I also knew that if I were to get married, it needed to be someone who could add to, and not, you know, it's like, it has to be someone who can create a partnership, um, and could respect the fact that, hey, I have done this, and I always used to say, hey, I can do bad by myself. I need someone that can, again, partner with, collaborate with, um, but that doesn't in any way mean that I'm not a teammate. If anything, I'm a great teammate. I wouldn't have great friends. I wouldn't have, you know, all of those things if I weren't a good teammate. So I think those two things of independence and being a good partner just aren't mutually exclusive. That's the flaw.
1: So I agree with you, Carrie. So Faith, when she talks about it and gives you her summary, she says it in her sweet Faith voice. And she says, you know, he talks about so independent and blah, 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 blah. He didn't say it like that. He said, I don't want no independent woman because da, 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 It's the way you say things and the way he threw out the word independent as if it was a swear word, as if it's negative. It is the exact same way. And let me think about this for a second. It's the exact same way some melanin deficient people throw out the term woke taking it to mean that you are anti-white people. You can be woke and still a, a good friend, you know, equality, all those things. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, they're not They're not the opposite of each other. And so when he says it with this such force and this tone that is so very negative, it's just like, dude, what? Like, and I think there's always that two things. Number one, men are always moving the bar they're always moving the bar. I don't want no gold digger. I don't want nobody's always in my pocket. I want somebody to got her own. I want somebody to do this. And then now independence bad. So Mm -hmm. which one is it? Mm -hmm. The other thing is whichever one you want, go find that. Mm -hmm. There is a lid for every pot. If you want a plate fixing chick, go get you a chick that likes to fix plates. If you want a boss bitch, go get a boss bitch like there's no shortage of the full gamut of womanhood. We don't have to define it as any one thing, but it seems that these voices that get amplified are always trying to put them into these small boxes of what they think femininity is, what they think womanhood is, and none of them have vaginas or vulvas to tell me what I should be as a woman. And so for me, that is my issue with it. Just like, okay, you want somebody else, go find that.
2: Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, Lisa. I could not agree with you more. And I agree too. Uh, the one thing I think I would want to clarify is that they don't get to define who we are. Exactly. Right? They do not get to define who we are. No, no, one, gets, no <laughs> one gets to define who we are. Um, but that is something that we have to take that ownership, right? We have to make that stake to say, no, this is who I am. You don't get to define who I am. Um, yeah, yeah. And then to live in our truth, right? Of knowing what we want, what is our expectation. And then what you said earlier, making sure that we align ourselves with people who value who we are. Exactly. Like just without trying to be somebody we're not. I think that's the other part. Don't okay. try to be anyone who we are not. Hello. That's a good one. That's not a good one. values,
0: me. I just wanna, hey, hey, bay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You talk about me and huh. 44. You name like seven different
2: people. I name three. Faith, it has been like this our whole, since I've known NASA. she took, <laughs> tried to take all of my little crushes. Oh, I know y'all talked about in one of your many. other podcasts. I was the person she was talking about. Oh,
1: seven days in the week.
2: Idris is mine. Lenny is
0: mine. Lenny is not
2: yours.
1: We on a timeshare with Lenny. Oh. I gave you Idris, but we on a timeshare with Lenny. Lenny my Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait. You know
2: what? I'm just not going to fight because this is your podcast. But yes. thank you. You know, we will continue this conversation later. <laughs> I know.
0: Offline. Offline. Yeah. Oh
2: my gosh. I okay go his way. Hello, Idris, by the way.
0: Both of y'all want to go his way. I On like Thursday it's See? Take like a different it. day. I know. You gotta Anywho,
2: sorry, I digress.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, we can do this all day. I can make my looks. <laughs> I actually had this conversation with my mother um oh. earlier today or last night, I can't remember which one. And she was like, "What are you doing?" I so I think I'm going to have a harem. I feel like okay. I am over this trying to just date not blah blah blah. I just need a harem. I'm going to assign them different days. I'm going to okay. rest on Sunday and just this be perfect for me. And she was like, "I'm going to pray for you a little bit." more. I said, "Please do."
2: You're going to be tired, but that's fine. That's
1: your mm
2: business. I I don't even have words. (laughs) carrie's speechless. I'm speechless. My mama just me.
0: Carrie, that's
1: your (laughs) friend. I love her, but y'all know my mama is very used to me. So, yeah. Okay, let's transition for a second. So, we asked Carrie to be on the show today. Talk about this topic that Faith and I discussed. Um, was it last week? Over the week.
0: I talk about it all the time. It's fluid. We do, we do.
1: And it is a broad topic, but Mm. it basically boils down to body positivity, body shaming, and just because it comes in your size, should you wear it?
0: Mm. Respectability politics.
1: All of that. Yes, Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: And so. Just to set it up a little bit, like we all know Lizzo and her, you know, and her music and her talent and um, her body. She has a new clothing line, Liddy, that mm-hmm. just popped out in the past couple of weeks, um, and she's known for showing off parts of her body. Primarily, her dairy air has been exposed um, at NBA games and getting on planes. We've seen a lot of Miss Lizzo, and as a woman of a certain age. I recognize that there are times I'm like, what the hell does she have on? You know, like, what? And I had to check myself because I'm like, am I body shaming her for thinking that? That you shouldn't have that on because, in my opinion, it doesn't look good. Or is there just a certain place, a certain time, and you should be aware of what looks good on you and what doesn't? Then again, who am I to say that? You know, it's a lot of things that go into this. And so, also, as I've gained weight, you know, I'm sure somebody might look at my wardrobe and be like, why the hell she got this on? And I'd be like, I cute, you know? (laughs) So, you gotta think about that too. And so, you know, and it goes even further back talk about bonnets, people who wear bonnets out and about. And I can't stand it. I still can't stand it. It just makes my skin crawl. Mm -hmm. Um, But, who am I to tell somebody else what to wear on their head when they're out and about, even though you should not wear nightside clothes outside, but you know, um, yeah. that's just my opinion for me and my house. We don't do that unless you're in the hospital. There's a caveat. If you're in the hospital, you can wear a body. Um, so yeah, so it's a lot wrapped in there, yeah. but how do you, how do you balance out body positivity and being appropriate and does anybody else get to tell you what
2: is appropriate Ooh, that's such a packed
0: great time preaching
2: I'll be thinking (laughs) (laughs) you are so deep Nasa, so deep yeah so where do we start to unpack this I I agree with you it's like we all everyone will have their own opinion right because we were all raised a certain way like my dad always said to me baby girl, you're not going out of this house with rollers in your hair. You're not going out of this house with don't, he's like, don't ever let me see you in the car with anything, you know, pajamas, rollers, whatever it was. Right. And that was the rule of my house. That's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the difference is in this generation, yes, bonnets are out. You see people in their pajamas all the time, their house shoes, all of those things. And that is a part of I almost want to say like modern culture. So the difference is we were all raised a certain way, right? Some people were raised not to do it. Some people were raised where it's not an issue. And so the thought becomes, at least from my perspective, it's something that I won't do, but also I, I, I won't judge other people who do it. Right. It's like, okay, well, that's their choice. It's not like I would walk up to them and say, oh, my daddy said, you know, right. because my daddy is not their daddy. Uh, And so I think that's the difference in the world that we live in right now, right? It's just that everyone wants to look at things from their own lens versus kind of expanding. What does that really look like? Um, So that's one piece. Just what is appropriate? What do people consider to be appropriate? The second becomes, like you said, wardrobe that's appropriate based on your size, based on your age, based on any of your personal characteristics right and so when I was in college and they said we went to college together so you know I would always say give them one thing okay. <laughs> it's okay right you can give them one thing but again that was my own personal guide it's mm-hmm. a 20 something you know there was tall thin all of those things and didn't know it at the time but that was my own way to keep it classy, right? Give them one thing. Um, but you know, that was my rule. That wasn't everyone's rule. And it was okay. my rule. <laughs> Right. It, and it wasn't most people's rule. And it was all right. Um, and so I think that's the difference, right? And so now you talk about Lizzo, who, I mean, I have to admire her, right? She's bold. She's brave. Definitely. going to do what she wants to do. She sets her own rules. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who deems it appropriate is she doesn't care. Right. That's true. <laughs> I think that's what makes Lizzo who Lizzo is. Um, she says she makes more money sleeping than most people that talk about her do in sure a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't, I don't have that quote quite right, but you know, basically she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we look at, at her, you know, she's, I can say, cause I'm a taller, fuller figured woman myself. And I, I don't need people to tell me what's appropriate for me to wear. Um, and it shouldn't matter the difference between someone, you know, you have extremes of that, right? You have people who are curvier not or or without curves and I think people on both extremes are, are often judged in our society you know people that don't have the curves are often just as critical of themselves as women who who aren't so I think it's good to see someone who whether we like how much of herself she shows <laughs> right but at least she's she's definitely making a statement that can't be ignored so there I am being the, the devil's advocate yet again
1: you're so smart right down the middle faith what do you think
0: well i just look i mean we you brought up lizzo but like no one's talking about meg you know what i mean that for as a bigger woman and, and i own that i just i'm a big girl but it's lizzo shouldn't do lizzo's name comes up a lot and it's like you have women who are smaller than her wearing similar things and is not so much, you know, why are you wearing that? And I hate to throw labels, but I really do feel like in America we are so fat phobic. And I'm saying that as a fat girl. I mean, every other disease, oh my god, they're sick, alcoholism, your drug user, but no one talks about like eating because it's like, oh, you can't control that, but that's a problem, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. overeating, I'm not saying that that's Lizzo's thing. And it is something, I mean, and they knows this guy. It's, it's part of my soapbox, something I'm very passionate about. Because even though I'm big, I love to work out. I lead a fairly healthy lifestyle. But I do, I sometimes it really does bother me that the conversation is so much Lizzo's wearing this. And I'm like, there are women who wear way worse, but nobody, you know, and I love Meg, not comparing the to, they're both, of you know, Texas, they've, they're friends, whatever. But it's like, Meg always got her ass out, always. <laughs> But it's not, Meg shouldn't be wearing that. (laughs) So, you know, I I have my own personal things with the topic. But I also, as someone who likes fashion and likes to dress, I also, I believe in wearing things that are flattering on you. But who am I to say is that flattering or not? Are you comfortable? Does it make you happy? We, I, I don't know. Like, you know, like we care, but like Mason and I have talked about, but why do we care? You know, it makes you go inside. and like, why do I care? And some of that is generational. You know, we learn those things from our parents and they learn from their parents and they're just, there's decorum and you don't dress this way and you should always look a certain way. But like you said, Carrie, you know, this generation, just culturally, there's just been a huge cultural shift and people just don't they don't care. And it's just what it is. Bonnet, house shoes, whatever. And and like
2: I to I <laughs> some of my the people that I chat with that, you know, are, I always say there are consequences to our choices, whatever they might be, right? And, and so, um, regardless if it's Meg, regardless if it's Lizzo, so that's a great example to bring up Meg, the stallion. It's, it still becomes a part of the brand, right? It's your brand, it's your personal reputation, it's, it's how people perceive you without you saying one word. And the difference is those people are making a lot of money, Lizzo and Meg are paid. Mm -hmm. And so they don't necessarily have to walk into corporate America and have an interview and maybe see their, their hiney plastered across the internet. Right. Mm -hmm. And so again, there becomes a personal choice that people who aren't Meg and aren't Lizzo have to make, like if they're, if that's who they're emulating, it's like, okay, this is what they're doing, but um, where's your paycheck that will, you know, would subsidize your choice. And so Again, I agree with you. Like you said, fashion and appropriateness, sure. But there's also a brand um, and a perception that that precedes you based on those choices that we make.
1: Let's add this extra layer to it. You know, I'm gonna go deeper. Go deeper, Um, Let's go. Respectability politics, right? So historically, we would dress because you had to be perceived as being respectable because if not things could happen to you um, in a racist dynamic, right? I mean, I'm thinking 1950, 1960, you see people marching over the Selma Bridge and they, they're together, they suited and booted, you know? Yes. They're not wearing Jordans, were no Jordans there, but you know what I'm talking about. They're not wearing tennis shoes and, you know, going to go march. They put on your best to no go, no exactly. Moody. And so I'm just wondering, you know, for many, many, of, for our parents, I think that we were all taught You have to dress how you want to be perceived. But some of that is due to white gaze. Mm. And are these next generations freer than we are because they've thrown off the mantle of white gaze and are just doing them? Or have they really not thrown it off and it's still there and just in different forms?
0: Hmm. (laughs) I have something to say to that. I will say I get white gays historically though black people are the creators of culture we have always been fly back to the motherland so for me the whole we dress we have always been fly just historically so to go to the bonnet and whatever it's like do you not for me it's like do you not know your heritage where you come come from just speaking dress wise like colorful garments in Africa headdresses earrings jewelry, like that's what we come from so I don't know that it's necessarily white gays I do get what you're saying but I mean I feel it's in our DNA just to be fly I mean I, that's me putting it simple I know y'all are deep but <laughs> y'all are but I love it but for me I'm like we just fly we've always been fly we are the creators of cool. that's what we are so I don't you know I don't know so are you are
2: you saying that a bonnet and some foot and some flip flops are You're not
0: fine. cool though? That's why I'm like it's to me it's not, but it's not. But this podcast is a forty plus perspective, so <laughs> we come from like you say your father telling you what you can and can't do. Nasa, your mom, you know what I mean. Same here, like wearing girdles, which are not spanks and like all of that's a part of it. And you know, you yeah. just. You didn't leave the house looking a mess because oh. what you're representing the house. Yes. It's not, I'm representing my family, but what if your family, y'all all at the store with Bomb and So <laughs> I've seen that too. That's mm-hmm. true. And pajamas,
2: <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. Yes. The whole family. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, kid. I got passion. Okay. That's something to say.
1: No, I'll, oh. go ahead and answer this question. I have another question. You know, I got another question. Okay, <laughs> go, ahead. go
2: ahead.
1: So, and the next thing is, when did this, change? I'm not going to call it negative. When did this change come about? Um, For me, I'm thinking it came about with the, in the black community, specifically in the black community with the rise of come as you are church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I grew up Catholic and Baptist. I was raised Catholic and Catholic church was always pretty casual, but we went to Baptist church, kind of a parent who's both. So when we went to Baptist church, them dress those little white ruffle socks and patent of the shoes better be on, you know, you're going to be sitting there looking like this the whole time because that was what's expected of you. Yeah. And as I got older and started going to a church that that was not the norm, you can dress more casual, uh, which is good, right? Come as you are is a good thing. It's no longer that that I can't go in because I don't have this to put on. Mm-hmm. But if I'm no longer getting dressed for the most important being you know, and giving him or her, whatever you call your Lord and Savior, your best, then do I need to give anybody else my best? You go to the symphony right now, people have on jeans at the symphony. Like even the term symphony to me means I gotta put on a skirt, I gotta put on a dress, I gotta put on something, you know what I mean? That's what it means in my mind, it's the symphony, you know? But other people don't feel the same way. So I personally think that when you no longer give your best, dress your best, whatever your best might be for your God, then why would you put that effort in for your peer? Um, I just wonder if you're no longer dressing up for your God, is that when the change to where anything goes came about?
2: I think completely fair, completely fair. Um, You're right. I think people's perception of what the best is 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 different right so jeans became the dress pant Mm -hmm. of today Mm -hmm. this day's era you literally a guy can put on a blazer and a pair of jeans and it's the equivalent to what a business suit would have been a few years ago right it's just that is the norm so if we just look at all of the norms that have shifted completely agree and I think you're right NASA. um come to church the way you are, would have never happened when I was a kid. I had those same roughly white socks that you did. Um, you know, and I think the difference is now people just dress up for certain occasions, if that, Easter and maybe Mother's Day or, you know, but yeah, that was just the norm. And so you're right, there was a level of decorum that your grandma expected you to have when you showed up. Um, and the difference is you're right, that's not that's not what's expected today. Um, and so, yeah, I think, the, I think the world is a little bit more casual, just in general, um, a little bit more approachable. So is it all bad? Maybe not. But have we taken it to a place where we don't have the extreme of, you know, unless it's a formal occasion? You know, I think formal occasions, people do get booted and suited. Um, but even now, people wear sneakers, right? Sneakers, flats, oh. and that's yeah that just never I think there's just been this whole shift in nobody ever liked it so why are we doing it and I think that's just the difference people are just so much more real with why why Mm -hmm. is this the tradition why must we continue it right and so uh, again here I go playing both sides of the card because would I show up at a formal event that way probably not but do I get how things evolve to this place Yeah. Cause who, who, I hate pantyhose, right? I just hate wearing them. Didn't want to wear them when I was a kid and actually didn't. I was like, mom, I'm not wearing anything that requires those. So, but the difference is it has evolved that the generations now are like, I'm not doing it. Why are we doing it? And that just shouldn't be the way it is. Um, So I think there is, you know, this is what, this is how the world changes. This is actually kind of a cool part in life where we in our generation in this 40 plus place are able to see this pivot in the world right and we're a part of it where we can't it's like we're the old school people now where we can say oh remember when but we can also we still have like one foot in both worlds really Um, so we're a part of that evolution because we probably were very vocal about the stuff that we didn't like um, I know I talked about it probably with my nephews or with my goddaughters, right? And I think it's their generation that's changing it. I mean, look how close you are with with your kids, right? Of why this, why that? And so the difference is they're actually acting on it and they are changing the world. And so it just seems weird. Like, why are people showing up with flip flops and house, house shoes and hair bonnets? Something that we never would have done. Yeah but it was just kind of like the tattoo evolution, right? It was just, I remember people in college got tattoos, right? Which is what a generation before they might've had them but they probably had them hidden or they wouldn't have been in places that Mm -hmm. they could have walked into a workplace and gotten a job with. Whereas now it's the norm. And so I think it's just, this is what happens. This and the bonnets are just one display of that change.
0: Oh, that was good.
1: The Lord knew, the Lord knew because I'm one of those tattooed people that you can't see them. However, I was, today I was like, hmm, <laughs> I had this idea for a new one. It would be visible. But I'm like, hmm, can I, can I do it?
2: Right. But the difference is none of the others work. So now you're part of that, you're part of that change, right? And either someone has paved the way for you or you're comfortable enough now to say, I'm good. I can do this. Sure. Wouldn't have happened 15 years ago. Didn't.
1: Oh, no. I, I intentionally, I mean, obviously no one knows except for you guys didn't know, but, um, I have a lot of tattoos, right? And so none of them are visible, um, in professional attire. Um, I have to take great pains from going to a work social event to find formal wear, that covers them for a work social event. And that's, that's, it's been difficult in the past. Um, but I really did think earlier today, I was like, I really, really want this new one and it would be visible. And, hmm, so that's some food for thought.
2: Oh, where, are nice so do too soon. Don't wanna talk about it. Too soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's just gonna surprise us, Faith, that's okay. We'll get a part soon right <laughs> yeah, I just pop up with
1: some newness like the
2: tattoo evolution yeah.
0: <laughs> well it's funny because even the bonnet like me and this little headdress I would have never done this years ago I would be so self-conscious and really? then I, I wouldn't have but I know when like Erica Badu came out and you know and Jill and they were like wearing yeah. it and I think the first time I wore them was to a Jill Scott concert and I just I felt comfortable there but to wear it out I would not do but now I do because I'm like there's so many substitutions for a bonnet that's that's my thinking like I can put on a cap or I can tie this up and still wear a cute little outfit or whatever but yeah I I was very self-conscious I'm like you don't wear a scarf you don't wear your head wrap you know I mean my last name's Arabic but I'm not a Muslim so (laughs) I was like unless it's a hijab like you don't you know but I'm more comfortable with it now. And I've gone to the grocery store. I'll tie this on and go if I need to. So, Dude, but yeah. you know the history of head wraps and why
2: Black women have historically or historically did wear mm-hmm. head wraps. Listen. Interesting story. Look it up.
0: Mm. Yeah,
2: I've That's taken it. enough detours.
0: Continue. No, no you do
2: you're excellent
1: no I, I'm the same way I remember Joe Scott and all those and I I would wear them out and about at that time it's one of the neo soul you know right. kind of thing and we all kind of did it at that point in time um but here's my always my thought when I see a bonnet out and about and this is our whatever kind of ridiculousness that I deem to be ridiculousness out and about what you saving your hair for yeah. like for me I'll wear a bonnet and keep my hair wrapped all day around this house but the minute I'm at the door, I want you to see every inch of this bundle I done paying for. <laughs> I going to see these bundles, you know, <laughs> you can <could> see, <laughs> i paid <laughs> good money and spent an, some time in Kimani's chair to get these bundles. So I want you to see them. Hello bundles. Thank you. I'm, right. not, I'm not preserving my hair, but like, what am I preserving it for if it's not for the world? I'm like somebody's on my door. What about when you're on a,
2: a flight, a plane? I, I've seen plenty of people oh, with fun. Yeah, sure, I'm sorry, no. wrapped.
1: I, I do not fly with my hair wrapped. I do not. If I am getting directly from my house to my garage, to my car, I can say that I have traveled before with it wrapped, like it was back, back in the perm days, with it wrapped in a cap on. you know, and then I can take that. But for me, in a world of shake and go wigs, in a world of of caps with um, inches on them, attached to them already, um, because they have those too, you got a baseball cap, you got a head wrap. There are so many other things that I, again, I deem acceptable that you can throw on outside of a bonnet. It's the same as back in the 80s, we wore a curl bag out and about. You don't want no curl bag out and about. For those that don't know, it's the new term is moisturizing cap. It's a curl oh, back. Did you have a curl, Lisa? Huh? Did you have a curl? Or are you making a curl. confession that you had a curl back in I the day? I did head? not have a curl. I almost got a curl because I wanted either a curl or a perm. And I was talking to my aunt who's a beautician. Aunt Karen, hey I can. And I said, I want this. And she was like, you gotta choose one or the other. And Lord saw fit that I chose perm. <laughs> oh, Lord knew. God blocked
0: it. <laughs> listen when i went to college one, one of my best friends her roommate had a curl. and this for me is you was in memphis. Don't count memphis oh yeah it was like in memphis. it's uh it's late 90s like don't
1: count it's what
0: memphis it? You can get a curl
1: right now in memphis
0: <laughs> and was pulling dude? i would be so mad like how is this happening it's memphis <laughs>
1: oh, you can get a curl right now curl go God. teeth and teeth right now in memphis
2: <laughs> oh nice <Naysa. laughs> am i lying
1: oh yeah. i mean you think you know i'm not lying and look and like it
0: i love it it's it's memphis it's the bluff it's the 901 so i need the grizzlies to win anyways
2: they playing right now aren't
0: they Okay. Yeah. yeah anyways continue okay. so this is good i like that those are all my questions what about are- the story. do what you want hey apparently <laughs> you don't have to love it it don't have to make sense to us we don't have to love it or like it just govern yourself
2: accordingly but as i tell my nephews there are always consequences to our choices that's the- carry in mind you know, it's not the choice I would make, but it's the choice that you make, and everyone should know that there are consequences to choices. Hmm. Go into it eyes wide open.
1: That seems like that's the to go right there. That's the to go. That's there are consequences for your choices. So, thank you, Carrie Kelly, for coming on our amazing show. I'm super excited that you joined us. You're welcome back at any time. I think I speak for me and Faith to say that. Thank um, you. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun and I'm sure the other topics will have you on for your expertise because you're such wise counsel. If you don't have a friend like Carrie, go get you one, but mm-hmm. don't get mine.
0: <laughs> She's unavailable. <today>.
1: Unavailable. This <laughs> is my best friend. you
0: <laughs> Be real <laughs> All right. Bye, people. <laughs> Follow us. Oh. I always like to say that. You say that for following week. us and continue to follow us and share and like. We're on YouTube and Instagram, Instagram. and all your other iTunes. listening platforms. ITunes, Spotify. Spotify. So yes. Share, 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 share,
1: Okay. Yeah, I can say it. Okay. Okay. Bye, people. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>